Kieran Gilbert, welcome to the program. Hey, fellas. A stunning upset uh, victory. Was this a vote for Scott Morrison or a vote against Bill Shorten, Kieran? I think it was a bit of both, to be honest. Um, Bill Shorten took a very ambitious and controversial policy uh, framework to the election, and it's been repudiated. Um, so that, let's start with that. The, 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 you know, the dividend imputation changes, which were going to affect a lot of retirees. There was a, an end to negative gearing on established properties, which would potentially have affect many um, investment property owners. And, uh, you know, it, it was a much more aggressive commitment to tackle climate change. So that they were probably three of the controversial things that I think parts of Australia have not accepted. And the, the, the second point, the second question in terms of Morrison, well, he kept it simple. He didn't have much of a, a plan, some tax cuts, sure, but uh, kept the message very simple that if you have a go, you'll get a go. He really tried to target aspirational voters um, and said that uh, they're the ones to manage the economy. So he campaigned very well, Morrison, as I say, kept it simple and communicated very clearly and looks like he's been rewarded quite uh, overwhelmingly by the electorate. Probably a bit more charismatic on the campaign trail as well, Scott Morrison. Yes, that's a good point. He he has a a much better style, I think. Uh, People relate to him better. And one of the states where uh, there was such a strong swing to the coalition was Queensland. And Bill Shorten never really seemed to resonate there. Um, they, they just didn't uh, accept him, didn't warm to him, and that showed up. And, and that Morrison's everyday man style, a bit hoaxy, uh, you know, it, but it worked. And it certainly worked in Queensland where they won the overwhelming majority of the seats there. If the election had been a week ago, what do you think would have happened? Oh, look, to be honest, I think probably the same result. Uh, this was described as a miracle by Morrison. The quiet Australians, he said, came out in support of him. And it was something that the polls didn't pick up. And I can't imagine there would have been any any difference. So I mean, it wasn't such a late swing, you don't think? I don't think so, no. I just think it's something that wasn't picked up by the opinion polls and wasn't picked up by the internal polling as well. One of the One of the Queenslanders who... Um, you know, was this very strong advocate of of sticking to um, supporting jobs and, and the coal industry and so on, um, said to me today that they, they didn't pick up that size of swing themselves. So this surprised a lot of people. I mean, the Prime Minister called it a miracle, but I think it might have been bubbling away and, and it just wasn't picked up, that there was a whole cohort of people that didn't buy the, the shortened uh, changes and... And as you said, I think that the Morrison approach, his clear communication skills, his uh, everyday man uh, sort of persona resonated in parts of the country where it brought him government last night. Pollsters have missed, uh, they missed the Trump victory, they missed Brexit. Um, do you think that there needs to be a reset in the way that, uh, that pollsters actually try and find their data? I absolutely do. But I also think there has to be a reset in terms of how much credence uh, we as, as journalists and the, and the media give them so regularly. I mean, our political discourse has regular polls. I just think that this result should be a wake-up call. I hope it is. I certainly will be taking that approach of giving a lot less weight to the 
almost um, fortnightly, if not monthly, surveys. I mean, really, why are they relevant before um, an election year anyway? So, uh, yeah, look, I, I think that it's going to lead to quite a rethink. It certainly will within Labor, and I think it will within the media broadly as well. Okay, so as far as some of the people who, who are gone, um, so Fraser Anning, I'm thrilled that he's gone. Uh, Tony Abbott, the onion eater, he, he's gone as well, isn't he? What else can you tell us? Yeah, it's um, in relation to Anning, it's uh, good riddance to bad rubbish. I agree with you. He's, uh, he's rancid. Uh, racism has been repudiated. That is good news. So, yeah, I agree with you on that. I'm, I'm very pleased and reassured and heartened by that. Uh, Tony Abbott, well, he uh, just didn't keep up with his electorate. His electorate, very much uh, progressive, very wealthy electorate on the northern beaches of Sydney, but also one that's very in tune with the need to respond to climate change. So Zali Stegall, the Winter Olympian, she's won as an independent, basically on a one-issue campaign, that being climate change. So she'll be there and likely to be a thorn in the side of the coalition because they don't have... a. If they have a majority at all, it's going to be very, very um, slim. And Zali Stegall, along with one of the country independents who won the seat of Indi, both of them ran heavily on climate change. So if the government is going to want their support on legislation, they're going to have to, I think, also come to the table a bit on their pet issue, which is that of climate change, which is something Tony Abbott didn't do. He didn't. uh, He wasn't seen as progressive enough by his seat and, and he was thrown out after 25 years. Tony Abbott, uh, Fraser Anning, there's only one more person to talk about. Pauline Hanson, One Nation, where's she at? They, they got a decent vote. Her, her personal Senate seat wasn't up. This was a half-Senate election, so it's the full House of Representatives and only half the Senate, so she'll continue for another three years regardless. Her, her vote in Queensland was OK. I think they got one Senate spot. Um, so... Uh, not overwhelming, but decent. And so that'll continue their representation to an extent, but probably not with the overall balance of power. The government still has others they've got to negotiate with. Um, as for, there's another one that we should mention, Clive Palmer, uh, the controversial Queensland businessman, spent $80 million, $80 million on advertising um, in this campaign, and he didn't get a thing. He got a big fat zero. <laughs> he didn't get a lower house. He didn't get... A lower house seat, he didn't get a Senate seat. So, you know, I wonder whether uh, that will be, he'll be thinking about that, the money that he's basically thrown away. And I've, I have one very quick, very silly question, but I've always loved that there's an electorate or at least an electoral division in Victoria called Batman. So do you know what happened in Batman? I, I, I try to keep up to date with Batman and Aussie politics. Yeah, Jed Carney won it. It's a very left-wing seat, so Batman must be a lefty. But yeah, you're right. It's uh, <laughs> a seat in uh, the in the suburbs of Melbourne. It's very much a left seat. The Greens and Labor fired it, and Labor won it last night. So I'm pleased to update you on that one. From on Gotham Batman. City. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> Batman's been, uh, quote-unquote, robbing the Liberals big time uh, since forever. Thanks a lot, Kieran Gilbert. <laughs> Good on you guys. Cheers.